Hi, I'm Brad. And I'm Isaiah. Welcome to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. Crank that motherfucker up. Yeah, keeping that energy going. Yeah, dude. High, hot, heavy. <laughs> it's, it perfectly yeah. describes the energy in this room. It's really all those things at once. We're here bringing you episode number 25. 25. Yeah. We're moving mountains. Okay. We're doing big things. All right. Top it down with the edge of my hand. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, that's your news. Do, do, you th- do you ever think about all the podcasts that didn't make it? They didn't make it to five. Didn't make the 10. Didn't make the 20. We're at 20 fucking five, dude. I, I just sometimes I feel like we started from the bottom and now we're, now we're here and not pedophiles. <laughs> And not hitting up yeah. Miley Bobby. Or, uh, Billy, or, 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 Miley Brown. Miley Brown. Oh, uh, yeah. Miley, or, yeah. 11. We're not, we're not giving her special that's why. That's where the Bobby came from, because the Brown, I think of Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's the same thing. Like, I, I always wanted, Bobby Brown. I always want to add a J. That's like, my prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> my prerogative. <laughs> I can do what I want. This is Drake. Okay, wait. You gotta stop. Um, <laughs> but um, are you going to ask me how my week is? Am I reading your mind? No, nah, first I, I want to like. Damn. No. Nah. How's your How's your week, buddy? Thank you. It's like we're out of sync after twenty five episodes. No. Um, week was interesting. Um, tbh. To be honest, as the kids would say, I've been a little moody. Been a little. little yeah, little... guys, we uh listened to a good twenty minutes of Metallica before the podcast. Yeah. To put it to you that way, and I did that intentionally. Um. Set in the mood. And I knew I was going to do that. I was listening to Nirvana earlier today, and I was like, we're going to segue into Metallica, and Brad can't. It hasn't even been a rainy day. Or it's been a It's been day. nice, and I've just been dark vibing. Um, he just pulled the curtains shut. <sighs> you know, I'm I'm turning 31 tomorrow, so um, that's weird. You know, I don't like it. I mean, it's an odd number. Yeah. So, like, I'll give you that. And it's more but... 30 shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not having a good time. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not liking it. I feel like 31 is going to be lit for you, Isaiah. I appreciate that energy. I need it. Um, I hope so, too. Um, and then you'll be 40 before you know it, dude. <laughs> and then dead the next day. Um, uh, I, I'm going to be 28 soon. Yeah, dude. Mm. That's 28's good. 28's when I started realizing that 30 was coming, though. That was me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's all... We're all getting closer to the grave yeah. each and every second. Yeah, dude. We're waltzing there. <laughs> um... Food corner though, um, I got some new Sour Patch Kids, bro. They were tasty as fuck. Yes, they are crush soda f- flavored, so there's grape, strawberry, orange, pineapple. They're all good, very good. Um, what else happened food corner wise for my birthday? Someone made me chicken curry katsu, like some kind of Japanese thingy. That was good. And I still have like the base. So I'm going to like, I've been using that for like other shit. Um, That sounds nice. It's tasty as fuck. Um, There's one more food quarter thing and I'm fucking high as fuck and I can't remember. That was the noise I should have made. I should have Tim Allen it. Man. Damn, guys. I'm sorry. I'm letting you down. Isaiah, they need to know the food. 
They need to know what to eat for the rest of the week. Everybody bases their diet for the week off of what I know on my food, dude. I'm like the They're like, oh my gosh, I have to eat just like Isaiah. He's my hero. I'm like the critic from Ratatouille. Like my food takes matters. Fuck. Exactly. Um, maybe I'll get back to you. But um yeah, getting older. This is thirty plus one. Um how's your week, baby? Oh boy. Oh boy. <clears throat> Damn, that was a cough sigh. It's been a week. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It's been good. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I worked. Work was. Work was work. Yeah. I, I don't want. I don't want the fuck to say about that. You know, like it was okay. At least it's not getting um, like worse or anything. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like um. I hate when you get past that honeymoon stage and it's like, oh, I hate this place. I feel like I'm kind of getting better at it, but there is like so much to <coughs> remember that like I was just like hope that I'm not like letting shit fall through the cracks and yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah, dude. But I don't know. We'll see. Trying. Uh, besides that, I just been chilling, spent some time with some friends over the weekend. Um, let's see. I spent some time with my grandpa today. Yeah. Which is kind of like the timing of it was bullshit in, in the sense of like retirement home. Like they knew when the Bengals first game of the season. <laughs> they knew. They were thinking about who they and they're like, let's have a family day. Yeah, that's great. We could have done this last Sunday. We could like come on. Like, we you guys waited till football season to do this, is my point. And yeah. um I still saw some of the game, but uh, and the Bengals won. Oh yeah, which is tight. Who day? Who day? <laughs> I always hate that. I thought that was corny as fuck. Really? But, yeah. I mean, but, I get it. You're but, right. But, it, but it's a good, it's a good like sometimes it's like better than being like. Hey, Isaiah, those Bengals are really good. But sometimes it's just, you know, just sum it up with a little who day. Who day? Who day? Yeah. Literally every day at work, there's an exchange that happens around like 12, 1 o'clock where one guy will say who day and the other guy will say who day and they do it every day. That's inspiring. Yeah, I guess. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I guess that is the phrase you could use, inspiring. That's like, that's like, I'm like, like this is Sparta. But yeah. Like, but like, it's just a bunch of people in a warehouse that have no connection to the team and probably don't even neither of the guys care neither guys care like once an african (laughs) guy he doesn't give a shit for real the other guy is an old man who doesn't he gives a fuck about his knickknacks and playing air guitar but whatever (laughs) he sounds cool he's Uh, all right (laughs) well fuck yeah shout out to you greg (laughs) shout out greg um but i mean whatever i'll take the support Fuck it. Yeah, dude. I often feel like supporting your team is like the spear bomb effect of like, if we all put our hands up and cheer enough, you'll win the game. I kind of just like, it's at a certain point, it's as much as like, I've just been a Bengals fan my whole life. And then, and also part of it is like, if the Bengals do better, like the, the better that Cincinnati sports teams do in a roundabout way that like improves the city, improves the GDP, improves like the yeah. money, like yeah, yeah, like more more people going to games, more people spending money, like more people, like more media fucking bullshit being brought in because they want to cover the good team, fucking whatever, all that dumb shit. Like yeah, I get I, sports ball's dumb, and I get like it's dumb on face value, but like it, like just hypothetically speaking, Bengals won the Super Bowl this year, Cincinnati would be like a nicer city next like fucking yeah. next year or whatever you know what i'm saying the best example of that 
um now we're becoming a sports podcast um was when uh sports Le- ball with brad and Isaiah. yeah dude hell yeah we can do all of it um when lebron left uh cleveland uh, the times he left i literally was down i was up in cleveland one of the times yeah it affected the town like yeah hotels were different the downtown area was different. I Everything business, was. I bet businesses were making less they, money. All they around. were pissed as fuck. Yeah. We, everyone was mad, and that was why. Like you're taking our money away, you fucking motherfucker. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's audio. Don't worry about it. Don't you worry. Technical uh, difficulty. Don't look behind the curtain. Um, but yeah, it was a shit show. All because one guy decided not to play sports ball in this area. Yep. Uh, but speaking of sports ball. Like I said, I got to see some of the game. Got to see my grandpa. That was cool. Um, and really, that was my whole week, man. Work, friends, a little bit of grandpa, a little bit of football. Little grandpa, hell yeah. A little bit of grandpa in my life. A little bit of football <laughs> by my side. A little bit of weeds, what? all yeah, I need. Dude. A little bit of podcast is what I've I'm got pretty to sure we, we did it, dude. What are What is the news? We just figured everything out with that line. A little bit of Sandra and Sandra, she stays. I kept hearing that's fine. You got to keep at least one person in. Um, and then a little bit of news all night long. I would never do a news thing all night. Well, I should not. I should say a little bit of news makes me your man. Okay, that's fine. I like that. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Actually, the number is nine eleven. Um. Brad, where were you? Do you think our listener group even remembers Mambo Number Five? I love how you're actually more worried yeah. after I just said 9/11. You're like, well, wait, let's still keep talking about Mambo Number Five. I think yes, a core group of our listeners because they're not Zoomers, uh, they know Mambo Number Five. Yeah. Would you be mad if I told you that a fair amount of me cares more about Mambo Number Five than 9/11? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I'm not mad at you. Um, maybe America might be mad at you. They might call you a terrorist for that. Uh, 20 years ago, they definitely would have called you a terrorist for that. I just say it's been 20 years. They would have told you to leave. They would have told you to leave the country. I, I'm not saying that Mambo number five hasn't been like 25 years. <laughs> but but anyway, where were you though? Uh, I do the remember. Um, I was in second grade. I was uh, in a classroom. Our teacher was reading us a storybook. And damn, just like Bush was doing. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yep. Connections. Dude, it almost it actually was like just like that. Like she was reading us a storybook. She's like, and then the puppy crossed the road into a magical forest. And then like <laughs> 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 Meanwhile in America. Is that story that that fun is? No, I'm just for some reason making wild correlations yeah, like yeah. from that magical event to the to the terrible what, happening that was because it was just like that. It was, it was it was it was just like the Bush thing where like she was just reading the story and it was like a nice chosen story and then like a, a teacher instead of like a fucking Secret Service member it was like a teacher just like walked into the room and yeah. she like just like leaned over and like whispered into her ear and then she the teacher just straight up was just like like blank face just stood up sat the book down was like I don't even remember if she was like children I'll be right back. They just like she just they just left the room. Yeah. And then we just sat there in like awkward silence, like weirded out eight year olds. Yeah, because we'll be stopped class. You're trying to figure it out. Like yeah, what like, happened? Yeah, well, like what happened with the puppy? What happened with the magical forest? Is is he like did he find his way home? I don't I, I know. We no. didn't get to find I never got to find no. out. That puppy Guys, is in a that, forever war. That, that puppy is in forever purgatory. Yeah. 
of of in magical forest land because the teacher didn't get to because the terrace blew up <laughs> yeah yeah that, um, that dog is never gonna get to pull out because of terrorism exactly yeah uh but yeah and then the teachers were like all hugging in the in the hallway <laughs> they had a kumbaya like, yeah yeah and they're, they're a little powwow i shouldn't like, laugh at that but no it's just it, it's just weird because i always like hearing the energy of people at that time and then they just sent us home and then my yeah. parents were crying and shit and they're like they tried to explain it to me but i was like eight and I, well, I mean i understood but i didn't really i was just like we're under attack okay <laughs> okay um i i talked to this a little bit on one of the bonus episodes but um i was in fifth grade uh homeroom and i i remember like school had gotten weird because we we had to go to homeroom it was kind of like out of character but like we all went to our homerooms and then we had video footage up in one of the tvs and it was showing what was happening I was like, that's how they, that's, I mean, that's not like the worst way, but that's not great because media is not so. But I understood what the teacher was doing because I think everyone was so thrown off. They're like, what is happening? Like, this is literally unprecedented for us. And we were like. It is history. Yeah. I mean, and and I don't even think we were doing it for like a school sense. Like, you should learn this. I think it was just like, I don't know what to do. I got to show these kids. Like, and I think it was just like, maybe it was a slip up, but like a human one that I totally understand if if it would be considered that. But I was like, holy shit, this is scary. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as the day went on, like, because we, we, like, like you, we went home. They sent us home early. I had, like, this Christian guilt, like, of, like, oh, my God, the reason apparently this might be happening is because, like, what the Westerners are doing. And I'm a Christian Westerner. And I warped myself really up with this shit. I don't know why. Like, kid in fifth grade. But, like, this is how much of a Jesus freak I was. So I was like, oh my God, dude, this is wild. We just got attacked because I'm a sinner. I was dude, saying, like, this is I crazy, just caused dude. Yeah, dude, I'm like really thinking, like, bro. Like, and then like I immediately did the American flip. Either way, I think we all did, where it's just like, well, we gotta do something about it. We gotta flip the script. We gotta go to them. And like I for me, when they started saying, Yeah, we're gonna fight terrorism now, we're gonna go over there and get Osama in line. And then I say like kick down his bedroom door with like and I'm proud to be an American. Well, that I heard that song like the night that mm. night that happened. The first time I heard that song, bro. Oh my god, yeah. So it's just like where were you <laughs> when Isaiah decided that 9 11 was his fault? But we all I feel like everyone got activated for like at least a few months. I mean, unless you had like woke parents were like, oh, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> this is gonna be trouble. We're gonna do something stupid as Americans. I feel like everyone kind of ate the the apple pie that was like, oh yeah, it's time for us to kill terrorism. Cause we can do that. <laughs> I do I'm not gonna lie though, like Bud Light sales and advertisements were like never better. Yeah, you think they're <laughs> a peak then? Yeah, they're just like <laughs> America, but like flag waving, like, yeah, like girls in bikinis, like American flag bikinis, like yeah, fucking, yeah. like you, you know, like wartime advertisement. Especially, it hits, it hits a lot different. Yeah, especially in it's the, like propaganda. <laughs> it's almost like it's propaganda. Wow. Um. See, so yeah, I say all this. I want to have this little talk because, uh, you know, we got to talk a little nine eleven today. Uh, George Bush came out. And uh, did a little speechy speech, um, calling, talking about how children of the same foul spirit. George W. Bush compares violent domestic extremists to 9/11 terrorists. So um, the domestico 
extremistolize the files like Bushisms. Like, I do like, love that he's Bush, just hacking all the words. Bush impressions have come back for the week. Like people like the Jason, whatever guy, he came back, he did an impression. Oh, that's cool. Um and just people, you know, bring back their old bushes. He was a good character. Yeah. I mean he was fun to make fun of. He's a he's a good presidential character. Also, he is a monster. So it's 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 just good. He's also a monster. It's good to like talk about it and remind you that like even though he can paint yeah he's still a tyrant he's still hw 2.0 um let's be i just feel like we should be blessed though in the sense that like all of our presidents are shitbags but like clinton but or yeah clinton bush uh obama and trump have all been like very make funnable presidents like is that a good thing that doesn't sound like a good thing I don't want my leader to be a fucking clown. <laughs> I don't want that, but like, <laughs> I, at least you can get, can get some good laughs out of him. I guess. I, I I guess. Not all the Obama laughs were even negative. <laughs> some of those were actually pretty good. <laughs> um, some of them, some of them were just about like, where's dad jeans and shit. My thing with with Bush though, and I feel like I drank the Kool Aid too for a few years of just like. Oh, he wasn't that bad. Like, he was kind of doomed. Like, he's all right, though. He just wanted to read Super Fudge comics and drink beer with his frat buddy. But I think that was just really good image he didn't control. Want to be president. I think he totally fucking wanted to do exactly what he did. And I think he got a good teammate with Dick Cheney, shoot your fucking guy in the face, and he doesn't give a shit. Like, he's like, this is going to be the perfect scapegoat for us. Just like he's always been. And he's going to make a bunch of money, and he's going to be happy, too. And so that's what 9-11 kind of wound up boiling out to, is our entry point into the Middle East. And, like, everyone made a lot of money. And now Bush just gets to, like, have fun. He gets to, like, cozy up to Michelle Obama, paint cute paintings. Give her little candy. Have Josh Brolin act as him, because that's, like, palatable. That's the same guy. (laughs) I was like, this is the same guy. We're just as cute. Like, I don't know. And so this, this little speech, it's... It's nice that we have woke Bush now where he's like, look, I'm a Republican who gets it. I don't want to be like Trump. I was never like that. That, was, that woke, wasn't me. Woke yeah, woke Bush. He, like I said, he paints. He's like Bob Ross. He didn't do anything wrong. What's an atrocity? I can't even spell it, remember? He's going to grow a beard next. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I mean, segueing this into, like, like I said, the whole smoke screen that is the Bush effect that is us just kind of forgetting how we got here. Um, there was a declassified document that, uh, kind of Biden has been pressed for to like release or whatever that has gotten released. Mm -hmm. Um, it does do a little bit of linking between the Saudi, um, government and Saudis that were involved in the 9-11 attack, um, which is useful potentially to the survivor of 9-11 stuff, like people suing the country or whatever. Yeah. We'll see how that goes, but a lot of it was still redacted. They didn't have numbers in there, like phone numbers and stuff like that. So, um, you know, interesting, but we'll see if there's actually any real meat to it, if anything comes out of it. As most declassified things, I doubt it. But see if there's any meat to it. Any meat on the bones. Yeah, nice. Good. Um, but yeah, dude, 20 years. Um, crazy how time flies by. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just like... Uh... Steve reminded me. Oh yeah, what a what a convenient time that you know 9-11's happening and Blues Clues is like dead in our souls. <laughs> and Steve needed to put it that way. I, I don't know. How do you want me to say it? <laughs> Steve actually 
warmed my heart. Yeah, he, he ignited the flame. That was the point. So uh, I was like, he remembered. He remembered. He remembered. And he accepts me. Um, I guess that was news too. I'm glad you talked about that. Um, but um, but most importantly, where is Paprika? Nobody's seen her. Well, no one's talking about it. It's a mystery, dude. Speaking of burying the news, yeah, where is Paprika? Put her on the milk card. Um, uh, positive though, in the news world, um, Lyft is going to be, um, comping anyone who like gets potentially in like the the whole abortion thing with Texas. Yeah. Like, if you're abetting or aiding and you get that lawsuit, that bounty hunter thing, mm-hmm. they are they have a fund developed to pay for all the legal fees. And Uber oh. also follows suit as well. So there was like a conversation with NPR where they kind of talk about it. They go talk to the owner or whatever. But then there was also a statement. Um, and they just kind of go in. And I like that they are pretty much saying like, hey, the law is incompatible with people's basic rights to privacy and the community guidelines. Um, and they are taking steps to deal with that, like the best way they can, which is with money. So, you know, I'm at least glad that there are people stepping up, companies stepping up. Even if it is for PR, I don't care. Like, at least they're doing the right thing. Like, fuck it. Sure, sure. I'll take it. Um, Hear that, McDonald's? Yeah, dude. Step it up, McDonald's. More than just fucking coffee sleeves. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Step your fucking game up. Damn, dude. But also sponsor us. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, dude. What? Dude, I'd love a meal based off of us. I'm Brad and Isaiah meal. meal. Oh, my God. What do you oh, think it would be? Like, um, it'd be like a sandwich and like a chicken nugget with sauce and fries. A single chicken nugget. <laughs> chicken nugget, a little four piece. A little four piece. A four piece? They're not going to, the way these work, they have to rip off the customer. Like, I'm sorry, but that's where the rip off is going to be. I guess Wendy's does kind of hit you with a four piece too. And yeah, and the little four for bullshit. Yeah, you have to eat it somewhere. So that's what you do. And it would be like a medium drink. But we'd have cool sauce. The the Brad and Isaiah secret sauce. Yeah, dude. And it would just be the uh, shitty uh, sriracha sauce. They just, I would literally make them make it the shitty sriracha sauce and just rebrand it. It's, or it's like we call it like hot sauce-storian. Hot storian sauce. Hot storian sauce. Hot sauce. It's just yeah. your. It's just your cum. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what 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 else? I thought like. But it tastes. Oh, but it tastes like that. I thought we were gonna the, mix ours together. Russian. But what? <laughs> the, the cum or the sauces? Both. No, it's just we'll just do one sauce. We're not we're not BTS. We're not a, like a Korean supergroup. We can't have two sauces. Was, now you're confusing me. Like, Look, dude, this I'm sorry that this is saying like Korean supergroup. I'm like, wait, are they mixing their cum together? <laughs> I'm talking about signature meals, Brad. Keep up. Um, we I got don't it. know if we're talking about mixing sauces, mixing cum. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, we'll work it out with McDonald's when they give us money. And let's be real, some of those Korean boy groups. They're mixing cum. I don't. Uh, I'm not saying that a stan can come and murder you. I'm not with that. I did not say that. That's all, Brad. Allegedly, I didn't say I did enjoy K-pop. I'm just saying that. They but they might take cum. that as an attack. And if you go out tonight, that's on you, brother. Are there K-pop gangs out there? Yeah, there's armies. Oh God. Yeah, dude. They run Twitter. What have I done? Yeah. You might want to backtrack. I go that. home and like my whole village is like raided and burned and like. <laughs> Your house is spray painted, and then like uh, 
my wife, wife that I don't even have, but for the sake of the story, she like comes out and she's like, has like a sword through her like stomach, and she's like, like slowly like she's like, I, I tried to save the baby, and then she's <laughs> passed. Out. I love how you evolved your whole family off of this. Off of- and then I drop to my knees and I swear revenge and yeah. scream into the pouring rain. But I'm actually glad you went on this tangent because that reminds me of my miss moment and what happened this week. This morning I watched this crazy sh- uh, movie on Netflix called Kate. Uh, um, Mary and uh, John Plus Eight. <laughs> that would actually be a cool add to this movie. Um, it was um, Mary Elizabeth Mary Weinstead. Uh, she plays Ramona. Okay. Um, she's main character. She's an assassin. Oh. Um, say less. And shit happens. I won't spoil it for you. Um, some people might say that this movie was bad, but I like shoot 'em ups. So, hell yeah. Boo, boo, boo. Pew, 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 stabby, stabby. Um. So yeah. Um. We got on a little tangent there, but let's let's reel it back in. Let's, yes. Let's let's hit this news. Let's let's finish it. Hit this news cycle. Um. The federal government will restore a hundred percent of pay to any school officials who are punished by defying the state mandate bans, Biden says. So this is kind of stemming off of uh, Ron DeSantis um, and just any of the states, any of the state, I guess Texas as well, um, who are putting up the mask mandates or bans where it's like, if you're a school, you can't have a mask ban. Like you have to allow students to do whatever they want. If you do anything, we'll sue the students. We'll sue, or not sue students, sorry. We'll, we'll sue the students. We'll sue the students. <laughs> I, I wish it was that crazy. They, they're suing the teachers. They're suing the schools. And Biden's like, we'll protect you. Like, keep the mandates. Like, allow these these students to do what they need to do. Like, wear the masks. Force them. Um, <laughs> shove them down. The shove them down. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's a pivotal thing. Um I, me personally, I'm glad to see Biden make this move. Um, I know some people are like, this is too authoritarian or yada, yada, yada. And I mean, that's going to segue into the next, next thing one. you know, they're going to be coming into your door, kicking down your front door, taking your guns, shooting your dog with your gun that they took from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's real shit, dude. That's straight out of Air Force Wars. Um, but, um, yeah, Ron's mad about it. He's fighting it, but um, he's gonna. They're just gonna keep going back and forth. Florida and the rest of the world and the South in general, I guess. Florida versus the world, dude. It's like that right now. What, dude? Why do I feel like that's like a like early two thousands era like that's very like, co- like like college like like college rock punk band name? Yeah, like Florida versus the world. It's like straight off a four year strong like album. Yeah, like, yeah, man. Um, let's see. I got, I got a little quote though before we go. I mean, I still got some more news. We're action packed today. Um, right now, local school officials are trying to keep children safe in a pandemic while their governor fight or while the governor picks a fight with them and even threatens their salaries and jobs. Talk about bullying schools, dude. I love when Joe Biden switches into Jack Malarkey mode mm-hmm. and he starts talking shit, dude. He just starts throwing shade, squinting hard. Taking names. Squinting. Huh? He's like, look here, buddy. Like, he starts talking to people, man. Yeah, I feel like Biden's definitely, like, the kind of guy that calls people Jack. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. He's like, Listen, Jack. Yeah, that's why they're calling him Jack Malarkey, dude. Like, he's cutting that shit out. Um, 
So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that's that's the kind of president that I want. Um, but I mean, it's it's definitely. I just feel like he's not orange enough. <laughs> he's just not orange enough. Okay, like that's the kind of president I need. I need a president that will say you're fired, and I feel it. I want a president that just like looks like they just are. So about to overdose from vitamin C. Like, yeah. <laughs> saturated vitamin like, C. Like, he's just like an overgrown balloon, but that's what I'm really here for. That's what America needs to be great. I mean... I thought it was obvious, but here we are. Not my president. Stole the vote. <laughs> Hashtag stole the vote. Hashtag stole the vote. Oh, man. I caramba. You know, what, what can we do? Once again, I'm still asking Joe Rogan. I still haven't gotten the answers I'm looking for. He's over here ready to sue CNN for fucking ivermectin. Voice, voice, voice. I don't, I don't know. If that's gonna solve anything. That's, I mean, that's the answer to all my problems. Allegedly, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I just accidentally hit it, but you're just, you're really rolling with it like a villain. That was, that was intense. No, I mean, you don't need boys, boys, boys. I don't. I think we all. That's a terrible resource. Need boys. Boys and boys. I mean, you could say it six bitch. times, and I don't think that's going to help. But the the bitch was good. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I got a. F- couple more things. I won't keep you too much long before we can get in that little time machine. Um, but more of a little bit expansion on what Biden was talking about, because he's been talking a lot throughout this week about what we're doing with masks, what we're doing with vaccines. Um, definitely more of a push right now for pretty much mandatory vaccinations. Like um, He's put up a thing where it's like, look, if you're in a business that's over 100 people, He's like, I'm strongly suggesting that that becomes a thing that you guys follow suit. He mentioned Disney. He, I love like, cause like I said, this is that Jack Malarkey mode. He like threw in Fox News. He's like, even Fox News has mandatory vaccines. So think about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these are the people who are calling me a villain and saying all this shit, but they're doing the thing that I want them to do, which is vaccinate everybody. Um, I think it's smart. Um, some people will say you're doing too much, too much of a push, too invasive, but I mean, I think it's going to take a lot if you want to up those numbers. Like if you want more people vaccinated, you pretty much have to put them in a no win situation where it's like, oh, I'll lose my job or I'll get jabbed. I guess I'll get jabbed. Like, I mean, if, if you're taking the smallpox logic, like we pretty much have to like wrinkle some of these people and stick them. This is as close as you can get to that in 2021. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. And the thing is, though, too, is it's going to open up legal battles. Like, people are going to be like, oh, well, I'll get, I guess I'll get it, but then I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue whoever I can because this is unconstitutional or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. You know, I'm interested. I like a little tea, like a little drama. And I mean, I was already down to get the shot. So I'm like, cool, I don't give a fuck. I'm already jabbed. I'm going to get the next one. I'm going to get the shot, say that it made me think that I, I, like, could have superpowers. Yeah. Like, and like, say, the shot made me go crazy. And then it made me think I have superpowers. And then I'm going to uh, jump off a building and break my leg and sue the government or sue, like, 
whatever, like Pfizer or Johnson Johnson or whoever. You're going to see whoever you can. Yeah. And then uh, just get like a hella bank and then just uh, get an island and a bunch of weed and, and, a, and a jet ski. That's very Nick Cage of you. The island part, at least. I like that. You don't think the jet ski and the weed are also Nick Cage? No, they are. They are. Once you got to that part, you were going full Nick Cage, I guess is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You shifted into Nick Cage mode from there. Don't make me go full Ghost Rider. Because I will tell you, I'm I'm not not trying to shade you, Brad, but Nick Cage would never, ever resort to doing a game like that. Unless it was Con Man, and he was doing it for method acting. Because Nick Cage is above that, okay? You don't make national treasure and do bad things, okay? You just don't. I don't think that there's... That's a fact. I think Nick Cage is capable of just about anything, and that's what's terrifying and intriguing about Nick. Exactly, exactly, because he's not pulling the trigger. He's a he's a man. I think he's a man of God. I don't know. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. Man of many things. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. He's a man of many things. Uh, Enough about Nicholas Cage. Sorry, I'm sorry. I got caught up in the majesty. Caught in the cage. He got caught in the cage. (laughs) (laughs) Did 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 did. This is a comedy podcast? Um, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. We have no choice. We're definitely not about news. Um, last last but not least, Mexico, on the other end of the spectrum, their top courts decriminalize abortion. Yeah. So I was like... <laughs> <laughs> so um, on behalf of Mexico, we're going to light this blunt. Um, uh, yeah, dude. We're doing it for you, Mexico. Hey, you want to get high, man? Yeah, dude. Um, if only it was Cheese saying that, and then it would have been full circle. Yeah, dude. Would have been really woke. Um, so I, I mean, feel, I feel like the blunt also like we're bringing now like we seem like one of those like Atlanta like news shows. You know what I'm talking about? We're like, yo, 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 this DJ B Weezy on the track. Yo, I got my co-host Isaiah here. We're bringing you the news. We talking about Mexico? They decriminalized abortion, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, this is a controversial thing because the Catholic, you know, I want to say industry, <laughs> but just like the, the the Catholic culture is very embed embedded into Mexican life, Mexican people's thinking. So, like, when there's totally tons of conservative people who are like. Nah, that's bad. That's like it's just like us in the states. So the fact that on the same like in the same month that we have a situation with Texas, like pretty much making it oh the second we even like hear a heartbeat, we gotta you can't abort the baby. They're literally like nah, like this is shouldn't be criminal. Like people are people. You should just be able to have an abortion. Um, it's gonna take a little bit of time to go into effect, but I mean it's still going to have ramifications for people suing or getting sued, whatever like going through any kind of processes, like it's going to start affecting that now. Mm, excuse me. Oh, pardon me. So I thought this was some good news to kind of leave us out on. You know what I mean? I mean... Viva la Jamaica? It's, uh... Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't... I just... It's just crazy that we're in 2021 and, like, regardless of if it's Mexico or the U S or wherever that we have to make laws about women's bodies. Yeah. It's crazy that people want to like veil it as like, Oh, I'm pro life. Like I just want the baby to be born. Like you don't give a shit about the fucking baby. The second that baby is born, you don't give a fuck if that baby falls to the cracks, 
whatever. Like, you don't give a goddamn about it. Like, but you care about this issue because you know Christians care. So, you know, it's just, exactly. it's annoying, but it is what it is. Um, that's pretty much all I got. You can hop in that time machine whenever you're ready. Oh, I'm a little preoccupied at the moment. I don't know if I'm good to drive. <laughs> Luckily, there's no time cops. Or is there? Are there time cops? I'm like, I'm like Wooderson driving around, like, minus the, like, cruising for, like, underage girls thing. I, I'm like Wooderson cruising around, like, <laughs> I'm like driving around in the time machine, and then, like, I pick you up, you get in the back, and I'm like, hey, man, you got a joint? <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah, but this time you actually do. So let's fucking smoke that shit. <laughs> <laughs> On that terrible McConaughey impression note, booting out the time machine. Who has better McConaughey impressions? I feel like a few people. I feel like I do a decent McConaughey. Yeah, your McConaughey's fine. <laughs> your McConaughey's alright. Ah! Burning Isaiah. I say you definitely blood. burned me. <laughs> You heard it here first. He used me as an asterisk. But did he deserve it? <laughs> what the fuck? Was it fish shades of gray? Cause you're worth it. It's like fifty shades of gray meets the song Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> some kind of some kind of weird, crossover weird you never knew you needed. We bridged the racial podcast barrier with our blunt smoking hardcore gay sex talking ways yeah that's what we're doing (laughs) aka saving america saving america one blunt at a time hell yeah on that note the first (laughs) first off in our time machine for this week is in the year 1087 when william the conqueror duke of normandy and king of England dies in ruin while conducting a war which began when the French king made fun of him for being fat. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, feel, I wonder, like, how many wars since then and in modern times are, like, they're like, oh, it was because of, like, Franz Ferdinand got shot or, or was it because somebody got called fat? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Oftentimes over the most pettiest of shit or symbols of reasons how things go down. True shit, true shit. Yeah, dude, that's just history, baby. In 1504, Michelangelo's 13-foot marble statue of David is unveiled in Florence, Italy. Ooh. Ooh la la. In 1533, Elizabeth I, Queen of England, from 1558 to 1603, Led her country uh, during the exploration of the New World, war with Spain, uh, queen during Shakespeare's life. Oh, nice. But yeah, she was born in 1533. Good year to be alive. Probably not. <laughs> right. Plague and shit. In 1565, Spanish explorers found St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, that is the first permanent European settlement in what is now the United States. Nice. In 1628, 
John Endicott arrives with colonists at Salem, Massachusetts, where he becomes the governor. I'm the governor of Salem. I like how, like, back in the day, you could just, like, sail to a new place. And, like, as long as you were, like, one of the oldest and whitest people on the ship, you were just governor now. Yeah, dude. I am the captain now. Look in my eyes. I am the white captain now. They are Lily. Yeah. I am the white captain now that will get murdered by the Indians because I am a white devil. I'm the first to go. You betcha. Uh, in 1930, the town of Trumatane in Massachusetts is renamed Boston. Boston. And becomes the state capital. What a name change. Trim, guys, I feel like Trimontane just really doesn't roll off the tongue. Trimontane. How about Boston? How about Boston? How about Beantown? Is it all right? <laughs> Like, all right, that is going to look better on a baseball uniform later, like 300, <laughs> 300 years from now. Instead of a big old T. In the year 1776, the United States is, or the term the United States, is adopted by the Continental Congress to be used instead of the United Colonies. Okay. It's a little, little rebranding. Yeah, a little shorter, rolls off the tongue. In 1778, Shawnee Indians attack and lay siege to Burns, Boonesboro, Kentucky. Damn, dude. I like to include that. I like when I like to include little Indian wins. Yeah. Just them slaughtering white people. Which, like, I like for, like, killing anyone, but, like... If someone's gotta go. It's... If someone's gotta go, it's... Colonizing... The oppressors. Pioneering. Yeah. Well, it was kind of... Well, yeah, well, I guess a lot of them pretty much were, yeah. Even because here's the thing, even if you're uh, a pioneer, you're, yeah, you're like, still like, still oh, I'm just trying to make not. a life for myself. Yeah, over someone else's, like, you know, like, and you have a gun and you're going to shoot them. Like, I'm pretending myself, you're stealing. You're stealing. <laughs> True. No, I understand what you're saying, though. Like, literally, you'd be in one town, I'd be like, hey, we got new land out, out west. Go go out and claim it, you know? Yeah. And then you'd go, and this isn't claimed, this isn't settled. Like, that, that was, like, what was crazy about Westward Expansion is, yeah, they were, like, giving away acres uh, and acres of land. Like, the, you, the government was literally giving away land for free. You just had to get there. Yeah. Because they knew, like, okay, They knew you were the ones who were going to settle it. Good luck getting there, and good luck fucking not dying, and setting some shit up once you're there. Yeah, dude. That's why it was fucking free, which is pretty crazy. It was very crazy. Wild, some might say. <laughs> uh, now I'm trying to, I'm, I'm stalling because I'm trying to remember the Will Smith Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado. Um, something, something. <laughs> That's all I got. We're going straight. To the wow 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 that's all I got man. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> In 1786, George Washington calls for the abolition of slavery. Hell yeah, long enough. And then everybody's like crickets, crickets, crickets. boo tomatoes. <laughs> They're like, it's George Washington's like in a meeting, like a meeting with Congress or like whatever. He's like, it's like. Ten years, or what, I don't know how long the Revolutionary War was actually. Kind of think. I should remember. Like, I think 1786 I was after the Revolutionary War. 
point is, is like Washington was like in a meeting with like Congress, and he's like, "I think that we should abolish slavery," and then they're just like, "Hey, how about you tell us some stories from the Revolutionary War?" <laughs> <laughs> like so it's just like silence, and so he's just like changes the subject. I bet they're a big mad. Uh, the war ended in. 1782, but I mean, that's like when it ended. They might have signed a treaty before that. It was seven years. Thank you, Google. And thank you, Google. Google sponsors. Yeah. Well, you're in our time machine, Google. God damn it, dude. Damn. In 1847, Henry David Thoreau leaves Walden Pond and moves back into town uh, to Concord, Massachusetts. Shit. Sell out. <laughs> Sell out. <laughs> It's like when Dylan played electric guitar. <laughs> it ruined everything, you mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, in 1888, an incubator is used uh, for the first time on a premature infant. Oh, For the babies. For the babies. In 1901, President William McKinley is shot while attending a reception at the Pan American, Exposi- Pan American Exposition in Buffalo, New York, uh, by a 28-year-old anarchist, Leon Sergilagaz. Uh, McKinley dies eight years. I have no idea how to spell that or say that. It's Leon C Z O L G O S Z. I should try, but I'm Segal. <laughs> you did it. You did your best. But McKinley dies eight uh, days later and is the third American president assassinated. Yeah, Leon Slizgaz. Slizgaz. In 1912, Jules Verdness. Jules Verdness. I'm. You good on the roach? You want this roach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good because apparently I can't pronounce the name. You're okay. Yeah, uh, in 1912, Jules Verdness becomes the first pilot to break the 100 mile per hour barrier. <laughs> which I thought was like funny and interesting because like there they are like in a plane. Now our planes go way faster than cars or like yeah, you know. But like that was like even then probably a plane was the fastest is probably still faster than cars and. Uh, yeah, I mean for sure. Like, see, this is what I'm saying, dude. This is a, this is a blunt like talking. I'm like, planes are faster than cars, man. <laughs> you play well. You're right, though. Planes are faster than cars. No, but my joke though is like, I thought that was funny that uh, it becomes like, Jules Vernus became like the first person to break the hundred mile per hour barrier. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was like really funny because now I break that. Just like getting, in your fucking Miata. Yeah, just yeah. like getting like way too into like a, a song. And like Brad, you were right. That's funny as fuck. The world is crazy as hell. It's it's wild as hell that like the first my like mile marker for planes and shit was like, oh yeah, we got a hundred miles in the air. Like, shouldn't you have already done that before you were in the goddamn <laughs> sky? Like, what do you mean? Like you were hitting 40 in there? Like, because for me, it's I'm on the opposite of the spectrum. I don't even think about it that I'm in the sky going hundreds of miles an hour in the air like it just goes over my simple brain like but i mean we don't even know how we're flying like we don't even exactly know why we can fly we just know how to do it there's actually like no like we don't have the actual theory down on why we can fly so i mean it's weird science doesn't understand why we can fly guys yeah dude but yeah we're in the sky it's just because we believe we can kind of and because we have the money to just throw at it the problem in 1913, Jesse Owens, track and field athlete, is born. Uh, he won four gold medals at the Berlin Olympics in 1936. I bet at one point he was faster than a plane. 
You know, fucking wild. But he could run a hundred miles. <laughs> Uh, in 1916, the U.S. Congress passes the Workmen's Compensation Act. Oh boy! And then people were big mad ever since. Like, did you ever see the the um the shows where like this guy was faking it, and like they literally like have like video of like Mark was uh filed for workman's compensation for his uh her ankle that he got on the job, but here he is lifting three bottles of Bud Light. What the fuck? <laughs> like he loses workers' comp. I would, I, ju- I would judge that program more than Mark. Like exactly, I'd be like, well, you, you get, this is this is the best content you guys have. Is you're covering false work comp claims? Yeah, but it's literally like you realize it's a propaganda. Of it. It's like it's trying to make you hate the idea that you should file for workman's comp and need it. Like most people who do are probably scamming the system. Like, no, most people probably fuck their back up and maybe they can lift up their groceries because they have to. This is too, but like, this is too low for me, Isaiah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was like ready for this part. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm seeing through the veil. You're like opening my eyes. Yeah, dude. You got the time machine, but I got the soul machine. What? Ugh, dude. That sounds scary. I don't want to go in the soul machine. I know, dude. I'm opening up these arcs for these fucking weebs. <laughs> they like that shit. In 1919, Adolf Hitler joins the German Workers' Party. Damn. And he's like, it's all downhill from here. (laughs) He's like, hey, guys, I think we should do a little rebranding. I thought uh, this Nazi word is kind of cool. It's It's got a Z in it. Oh, you know, I like the Z, Adolf. Z, like Zesty Nazi. Socialist, you say? Oh, okay. I'm listening. Uh, our, my German accent was very bad. No. Yeah, I like how he tried to make Hitler fun. <laughs> Jazz him up. Uh, in 1921, Margaret Gorman of Washington, D.C. is named First Miss America. Oh. Here she yeah. is. Miss America with the worst last name ever. Do you think Gorman is the worst? I mean, it, it's no, the, it's not the worst. Yeah, ever. this definitely could have been way worse. But I mean, it is kind so of for such a pretty gal like Margaret. You're Gorman. Yeah, like what? <laughs> I don't know. In 1924, uh, Tom Landry is born. He is the coach of the Dallas Cowboys uh, and won two Super Bowls with them in like the 70s. Oh, yeah. I can tell that's one that you picked. Like That's, that's also Hank like... Hill's. I also picked yeah. it because it's, it's Hank Hill's. Yeah. Video. I can tell that's a signature Brad. He's like, he did that one. In 1929, Arnold Palmer, uh, golfer and inventor of your favorite mixed drink. Yeah, dude. Not alcoholic mixed drink. Hey, I mean, you can be alcoholic if you just force it. Does the name change if you put alcohol in it? I feel like, I feel like it does, but. Does it become a dirty Arnie or something? It's like a Arnie goes to vacay. <laughs> Summertime Arnie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Listeners, let us know. Um, but yeah, in 1929, Arnold Palmer was born. Uh, he won four Masters, two British Opens, and one US Open. Damn, dude, he's cranking. Yeah. Also, um, I like that Like he gets so much credit for like the Arnold Palmer or whatever. Like that, like, the drink? He just... He just did what every stoner has ever, has ever done. Just like, oh, dude, I bet, I bet if I mix these two tasty things, it would be doubly tasty. Yeah, I bet it would be good. I like lemonade. I like tea. Whoops. Like that's like if I like, dude, I'm just gonna like mix ketchup and mustard together, call it a new thing, and then be like, this is Brad sauce. Yeah, and then Brad sauce is gonna take off. Yeah, then- once uh, McDonald's gives us our signature sauces, you can go off. 
Yeah, dude. In 1930, Charles Foley, game designer and co-creator of Twister game, is born. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's the guy responsible for all your semi-sexual, awkward encounters with friends and family. Yeah, I feel like Twister... Twister really didn't make it at, like, over a year in my friend circle. Like, by the time we got out of high school, Twister was not comfortable. Yeah. Sorry for, like, accidentally groping you, man. Like, my bad. Like... Sorry, my balls had to be. It was, dude. It was right foot green, and my balls had to be in your mouth. I didn't have a choice. In 1932, Patsy Cline is born. She's a country singer. Um, did stuff with freaking Johnny. Uh, like I was blanking for a second. Uh, sang songs with like Johnny Cash, John Prine. Nice. Uh, a lot of. I like Patsy Klein. That's why I included it. Oh yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, I was not a big Patsy Klein fan, but I'm sure she's solid. I just don't know her work. Not that I dislike her. Actually, coincidentally, got three good music ones here in a row. Uh, in 36, 1936, Buddy Holly, singer, songwriter, and rock and roll pioneer, is born. Ooh, ooh, I look just like Buddy Holly. Uh oh. That's what he Was he also a pedophile? He, he, no, I don't think so. He he like. He, huh, he, I'm gonna Google this again. He died when he was like 21, so I don't know if he even had enough time to diddle kids. I don't know. Maybe there was a conspiracy. I'm gonna check really quick. Um, sorry. He's like, uh, so I hope not. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm putting this on the spot here. The people, are, the, the fans are gonna be like, "What the fuck, man? Why did you even say that, Isaiah?" Yeah, I, 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 I'm just making this up. Apparently, I'm just fucking fake news. And my bad. My bad. Continue. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Isaiah. I swear I heard <laughs> that he had, like, it was, I swear there was a thing that he was. So, I don't know, man. Oh, man. I had to call it out. Listeners, by all means, roast me or tell me I was right. Let me know. In... 1941, Otis Redding, singer, songwriter, record producer, known as the King of Soul, is born. Hell yeah. Sitting on a cop because I'm gay. That's not the lyrics. Wait a second. Those are actually the uh, original hidden lyrics. Oh, man. Well, thank you for bouncing me out there. <laughs> that that offsets my buddy Holly Pedo thing. <laughs> In 1941, Germany announces that all Jews living in the country will have to begin to wear a Star of David. The escalation, dude. Yeah, it's uh, scary and interesting. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, how we do in Arizona. Like, hey, show us your papers. We got to know if you're from here or not. We got to know if you're one of them. (laughs) In 1942, a Japanese float plane launched from a submarine makes its first bombing run on a U.S. forest near Brookings, Oregon. Damn, dude. Which uh, people forget that, like, they're actually, like, Japanese did bomb U.S. soil. Yeah. Um, but they literally just, like, dropped a bomb in, like, a forest in Oregon that nobody, like, was even close to being around. Like, even, like, there was, like, a guy camping, like, 50 miles away. Maybe. <laughs> the Japanese were like, oh, yeah, fuck your forest. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, high-fived hella hard after, like, they dropped one bomb on a forest. The, the, yeah, the, the campaign was interesting. They did their best. They, they they tried. But they even knew back then in the moments leading up to it, they're like, we aren't going to win this unless something crazy happens. But, I mean, they were teamed up with, um, you know, um, the 
Axis powers. So it's yeah. like, you know, maybe Hitler would do something crazy in Europe and then we won't have to worry about shit. That didn't happen. Um, yeah, but then you gotta fight Hitler. You don't think Hitler's coming after you? Eventually? Exactly. The, for them, it was just like, they didn't want to work with anybody, but like, Hitler was kind of the lesser of two evils. He has a plan. Wow. Because it's like, okay, we don't like Americans. No one liked America even then. So it's I like, I feel that. But, but like, at that point, I like, we stand to gain something. Of... Exactly. Not from our perspective, but like, yeah. From theirs, like especially if you're Italy, well, this guy literally learned from me. If you're Mussolini, you're like, oh, all right, yeah, it makes perfect sense to team up my protege. Like, my protege. So, I mean, yeah. it, these are all like likes with likes, and then they all thought that maybe America wouldn't even give a shit. And it's like, we didn't want to, but then Japan's like, we gotta hit him first. And then it's like, oh shit, now they got to. True. History's crazy. And that's that's why we cover it. That's why we're talking about it, baby. That's why you're hot story in here. <laughs> in 1949, Joe Theismann, uh, American football player, sports announcer, and member of the College Football Hall of Fame, was born. He uh, won. He was winning quarterback in Super Bowl. Uh, what Super Bowl was that? Super Bowl 17. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, also. Famously got his leg shattered. Oh. His leg like broke. Look up the Joe Theismann leg break. It's actually it's pretty gross, but yeah. it's pretty interesting. Are you gonna look it up, Isaiah? I kind of look it up. I'll, I'll look it up. I want I want to see your reaction. Uh, he got well because he got tackled by Lawrence Taylor. Who Lawrence Taylor is like one of the best, most savage defenders ever. And he Lawrence Taylor was six five two fifty. Of pure muscle and cocaine fueled rage. Oh boy! Like dude was like literally like railing lines in the sideline and like shooting. Do you want to watch steroids it? Steroids in his butt, probably. And yeah, play it. I want to see what you. I want to okay. see your reaction. Sorry, guys. You're gonna have to hear an ad real quick. I need a My bad. My bad. Or sponsor us. It's <laughs> cute. So, yeah. Right, it's gonna be like a minute video. She's gonna break down the whole thing. It didn't look too bad, at least there. Yeah, from that angle, it yeah. doesn't like. But no, let's show it. There we go. That's the angle. Four Mississippi. Four Mississippi. Okay, I, I think I saw his. Wait, wait, wait! No, you don't want to see it, but you gotta see it. No, I saw like his. No, should get hit on the end. But you didn't know. That's. They'll show it. Okay, yeah, this shit gets bent really bad. Wait, I, I saw it. You gotta understand, I've seen these a thousand times. You watch UFC, motherfuckers' legs get noodled all the time. It's gross, but yeah. They didn't show the good. They didn't show the good one, guys. There's a good one where he gets hit right after, and then the like the guy gets off of him, and then he tries to pick his leg up, and then his legs just like, bleh, and it's like bent in half, like backwards, and it's weird. And yeah, it's funny. Sports ball, gross shit. In 1954, integration of public schools begins in Washington, D.C. in Maryland. Maryland. I like how that's, you're like, forget integration. I just like Maryland. Well, the integration part is really messy. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't really go down so quickly. A lot of people not taking it the right way, you could say. Like, Calling the National Guard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that really just showed me a lot as a child. Like, this went all the way up. Like, sure, there were some politicians who would at least fake it for, like, yeah, no, we should care. People are people. But there are literally other politicians who's like, no, I'm going to play the opposite way because I know this is what people want. They're like, no, nah, they're not people at all. They're not us. They shouldn't be in our school. They have their own school. They have their own school. <laughs> like, it was wild. The shit they were just saying, like, bold faith. Yeah. In 1958, Jeff Foxworthy, comedian actor, uh, is born. He is best known for his comedy routine. You might be a redneck if... Now we're talking history. You might be a redneck if talking you knew that Jeff Foxworthy's catchphrase was, you might be a redneck. Now, now, definitely Zoomers are definitely like, what the fuck? Like, this is an historical moment and people's... Yeah, it yeah. matters. Okay? Oh, yeah. This is where rednecks were put on the, the map. The Blue Collar Comedy Tour changed the face of American history. Yeah. In, in not all positive ways. You could say it was the W that whites were looking for. It really like launched like the Walmart era too, like yeah, America. Like, yeah, that was like coincided. It gave them the platform spotlight. In 1965, Pro Football Hall of Fame opens in Canton, Ohio. Nice. In 1966, Adam Sandler is born. Dude, I love Adam Sandler, but um, I hate that I have his like fashion sense now. I mean, I've pretty much always had it, but like, what's wrong with that? I don't want to be the guy in big dad shorts and like dad t-shirts. And he stuff. dresses like a like gym dad or like going to play pickup basketball. Yeah, like that's, that's better than like like jean shorts, like uh, like white New Balance with grass stains from cutting the lawn. Dad, you think it's I'm, a better I'm, tier? You think it's the upper tier? Yeah, yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that's a cool. I feel like that dad get that dad gets laid at the PTA meetings. More. More. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Good point. I needed that. <laughs> I needed that. In 1974, President Gerald Ford pardons former President Richard Nixon. Boo! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was, this was like the most bold-faced sus shit, dude. Yeah. Like, and you knew that you were, one, doing it for your homie, but also you were doing it like, hey, just in case I have my own Watergate, like, yeah, yeah. let me cover my own ass. Let me, let me uh, start this initiative, or the, or the, or the, what's the word? Uh, initiative works. Yeah, like, n- now that, like, I've done it, like, my well, next president will do it for me. Hopefully, if I need to, just in case. Uh, in 1975, Michael Buble is born. Damn, dude. The piece. I know ladies and are real he, happy about that. Christmas was never the same. Oh, Christmas was never the same. And he's been, he's been getting, at 19, oh, in 1975, Michael Buble was born, and he's been getting the women in your family real moist ever since. God, Buble and moist in the same sense. I see why you he's had to been, circle back been, to that. He's been making them Buble in their pants. Oh, my God. Kobe Calais right there, dude. Got, um, the, got them panties Buble. <laughs> I'll try. You're shooting it. Bow, 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 bow. No, I mean, Buble is important. Target needed it. Target needed, needed it, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, Target doesn't <laughs> fucking overdoing the Buble. Also, like I said, Christmas needed it because it was Mariah Carey, and that was it for, True. like, modern contemporary Christmas shit, and then Buble came through. So He's just, yeah. like, he's, like, tired of the 
tired of hearing that Mariah Carey song over yeah. and over again. He's like, I got to do something about it. Also, like the middle-aged swag of like always wearing a suit, Buble definitely pushed that forward, like bringing Sinatra back with that, you know? Bringing sexy back. I mean, I guess it's sexy. And money is sexy. Money, you know? know how to act. I mean, he could have literally looked like Fred Durst, but as long as he was looking, wearing that suit, people wouldn't care. Dirty band. You can dress like Michael Buble. <laughs> He's gonna have sex with your aunt. Probably. Maybe. Probably. In 1976, <laughs> Lieutenant Victor Belenko, a Soviet Air Force pilot, defects, flying a MiG-25 jet fighter to Tokyo, Japan, and requesting political asylum in the, U- in the U.S. Great. Belenko. Sorry, I had to do that for the journalist. I think he goes to Japan and he's like, "Yeah, I want to just uh, I want to go to America." Did he get really? the fuck out of Russia? Did, oh yeah, yeah. He just he's hop skipping. Oh, literally. In 1979, ESPN, the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network, debuts. Nice. In 1988, Leroy Young becomes the first African American Texas Ranger in the Force's 165 year racist history. <laughs> Damn, and they didn't make a TV show about him. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. In the eyes of the ranger, run you. They just put Chuck Chuck Norris in blackface. <laughs> no, dude. Oh, that's my dark wish come true. You're right. Yeah, but... right. yeah that's like that's like when you wish for stuff from a genie yeah. in a lamp, and it, like, it gives you what you we'll wish for. We'll give you but, black like, Texas Ranger. <laughs> you weren't specific enough, so that's, yeah. so that's what you get. Damn. In 1997, the funeral of Princess Diana of Wales uh, happened, mm-hmm. and over a million people were in line in London streets to honor her, and 2.5 billion watched the event on TV. Yeah. 2.5, there's 2.5 billion people that had access to... There's That was like at least half the world in 1997, probably. It was a lot of people, yeah. How the fuck did that, so many people watch... And like even care not to be that guy, but like okay. Here's the thing: she I was think, cool. I think she even amongst nice. our generation, it's a whiff. It goes over our head how effective Princess Diana was. Like that's like that would be like you saying like I don't get why people are getting so crazy over um, Britney Spears. Like I don't I don't see the hype. But it's like, what do you mean she's da 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 da? But like she's a British that time equivalent of Britney Spears. I just mean, like, if Britney Spears died, I mean, I don't know, 2.5 billion people might watch her funeral. I think more than that would, yeah. (laughs) I think more than that would. It would be YouTube reacts about it. Like, oh my god, did you see the funeral? Did you see what she was wearing? Like, it'd be in magazines. Like, yeah. So, it's just, she was a big deal. Like, Britney's not really dead. I mean, that was was literally royalty dying. Like, it was a big deal. Um, I don't think it wasn't a big deal. I was just saying 2.5 billion people, like, dang. Yeah, dude. In uh, 2001, an unprecedented, highly coordinated attack, uh, terrorists hijack four U.S. passenger airliners flying two into the World Trade Center towers in New York and one into the Pentagon, killing thousands. And ruining me and Isaiah's fifth and second or third grade, whatever yeah. school grades we were in. Yeah. The, uh, the fourth airliner headed towards Washington, likely to strike the White House or Capitol, crashed just over 100 miles away in Pennsylvania 
after passengers stormed the cockpit and overtook the hijackers. So, um, yeah, 9-11, man. That happened. Um, okay, a couple things I want to talk about again since we're back on it. Did you hear the story about how Mark Wahlberg said he could have stopped 9-11? <laughs> he literally got on the news. He was like, I was so broken up about it. I was like, I was thinking, what could I have done? I just think it would have been different if I was on one of those planes. Like he said that shit, bro. <laughs> he he apologized later. I would take that box cut. And I would have I would have shoved it up the asshole. I would have shut up his asshole. And then I would have took the plane <laughs> and, and I, I I executed a, a perfect landing on the run. <laughs> Not only would I have stopped the terrorists, I also would have piloted the plane to a successful. Um, yeah, so, so love that, love that. Also, do you have any? Um, I was gonna say Seth MacFarlane uh, was on one of the nine, or no, I'm sorry, he was almost on. Okay, one of the, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. No, he, he literally had a ticket, for right? He didn't get one on. of the, but he just didn't get on. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, conspiracy theories that, that you believe? Seth MacFarlane works for the government because he didn't get on his flight on 9/11. It's fair. It's fair. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, basically, my only conspiracy around it, or like, or the only thing I think may, might be true, is that like, not that the government orchestrated it at all, or like anything like that. Basically, if anything, what I think happened is that they got word of like, because they had already been attacked, like, or had there had it been attacked once in '93, and then there's other like plots that they came. I found out that like people were gonna attack it or whatever. Anyway. The data was available. Yeah. They knew that shit was going to happen, basically, is what I'm saying. Is instead of like them, instead of them like being behind it, the government being behind it and orchestrating it, like, no. Basically, they just found out, like, hey, this shit's going to happen possibly. And instead of doing everything to the full extent that they could have to stop it, they kind of just let it slip through the cracks, maybe intentionally, because they knew that they could use it to. And baby, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, say that shit, baby, say it, because that's that's more or less where I aligned to. I'm glad we're kind of pretty much about to go. I um, I really do feel like it was a complacency thing. Um, people can show me a bunch of shit, like, and oops, didn't know, guys. Like, yeah, like I think Bush, I think Bush probably sat around pounding beers with Dick, saying, "Man, wouldn't it be great if we could get in the Middle East, just get like that again?" You know, mind those resources. Get just oh. get ours, you know, because I would love to do it. And they laughed and yucked it up. And they like, maybe, someday soon. And then literally sooner then than they, they expected. Like, what if we did? Yeah. You know, what if we just let it happen? What if we just like, what if they killed them all like pigs? <laughs> <laughs> you just shot them in the face. Foot for the oil. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't think they melted steel beams or whatever. I don't know. It's like the type of chain talks. Probably. Something like that. Um. Like I said, I, I, I'm down to listen to conspiracy theories. You know, I'm, I'm listening to you, truthers, if you're out there. Um, it, it just, I do get burned out on it. And I do think sometimes some theories do take away from the survivors. And I think that's kind of shitty. But um, the steel beams, man. Right. So I, I, I think it, you definitely do have to look at the government because there was definitely some of our lack of days of coal involvement where we we're just like, oh, yeah, there's doubt out there, but it won't happen. Whatever. And then you literally let people get on with box cutters and just run the place, you know? I don't know. It's complicated, but whatever. It's complicated. And uh, ending on a better, but maybe not so much better note is in 2008, the Large Hadron Collider uh, is built. 
It is the world's largest and most powerful particle accelerator and is described as the biggest scientific experiment in history. It uh, is powered up in Geneva, Switzerland. And basically, they're just slamming particles into each other at like super high rates and they keep getting better at it, which is like cool and all for science, except like, dude, they're like fucking playing God out there. I'm just like going to be honest. Like they, they've like apparently like since 2008 when they built it and it's like, that's only been like 13 years and, yeah. it, and it's like gotten 10 times stronger. Mm-hmm. So like, they're literally like going to fuck around and just open up a goddamn black hole or a wormhole in the middle, like Switzerland and sw- everything's going to get sucked into Switzerland guys. And we're going to like, what are they doing? It's like, it's just, <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are they doing guys? Like, oh, just because we can do like honestly like humanity is so fucking like i i love science and i love the science community and scientists and everything but that's one thing that pisses me off they piss me off as much as like religious extremists sometimes and like the sense of like they're they're like pushing it yeah like like just stop like you just don't have to like you just don't have to fucking figure out how fucking the universe or god or whatever create you don't have to slam particles into each other until you figure out how to fucking like warp time space to like i mean that's that's awesome because like you guys are they're basically trying to figure out fucking time travel and shit but like in the in the in the process they're gonna f- kill us all like yeah, yeah I feel it. that's what i'm getting at like damn like y'all playing god just like jeff fox what he said and jurassic park just because we can doesn't mean we should wait you say jeff you mean jeff Goldblum? no jeff fox <laughs> I was going hard in my brain to figure it out. <laughs> That's good. No, I agree with you, man. Um, well, no, I don't. I do and I don't. I think you said I agree. Well, I don't. I'm I think pushing it, you're asking for trouble. Like if you do wind up making this wormhole, whatever happens, because oh shit, a squirrel jumped in. Like who yeah, the, exactly. Who right? knows? Now you created super squirrel. Thanks, guys. <laughs> It can travel through time and bite people. It's rabid. Um, but I think it's it's human nature. We're always going to push the envelope. We're always going to evolve. We're always going to grow. And we're never going to ask if we should. Because, you know, they they do all the science to see if they can. They never ask if they should. Because consent isn't important, apparently. I mean, yeah. But are you going to ask Mother Nature to consent? We should. We should. But we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to keep pimping for oil. And then we're going to burn the earth. God damn, what is this like a... Everyone keeps like, damn, is why it, are you so is, morbid? And I'm like, sorry, that's this, just what you get. Is this an episode of Cold Case Files? Like, <laughs> We're going to use the trick for all the all money and then burn the body. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this is 30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, is that any more, any more uh, history for us, baby? No, just that. I hope they don't like kills with this freaking hydro or the particle collider. The collider? Yeah. You know what I hope they do? I was like, don't say that. I said a hot take. We take just, it back. No, nah, dude, we deserve it. We deserve to get sucked into a time void. On that note, <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. Woo! Uh, Isaiah, hit him with the socials. Um, We got Patreon at Now and Then Podcast gang i think and i know we got our now and then podcasting at gmail.com 
Um, now Brad at for our Facebook page. Uh, now underscore Brad for our Twitter page. Um, say hello. Talk to us. Um, yeah, guys, reach out. Yeah, dude. Um, we're on Apple Music. Reach out and touch me. Yeah, dude. Reach out and touch me like, too. Guys, we were, yeah, and I say it too. <laughs> we're trying to be your own personal Jesus. Yeah, dude. I would love for this to be a cult. And you and I just tune yeah. in a cult. Help us start a cult where you're all underneath us and you give us money. No, 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 we, not underneath us, with wives. us, with us, together, as a family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll go out to California and, like, murder. No, 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 no. We're going to ride dune buggies. We're going to ride dune okay. buggies and start a revolution. Actually, you're That's right. how you get them there to do the other thing. The Manson family would have been low-key lit if they would have stopped before the murder and just stuck with the dune buggies yeah. and the, and the yeah, acid. Dude. But Manson could not control anything because he was not the guy. He thought he was and he wasn't. That's a not whole that other guy, podcast. Pal. Not that guy, pal. Um, but yeah. Um, also, you know, tell your friends about us. Like I said, that's how we got to push this. You got to push yeah. this cult. Make the family stronger. Push bigger. it real good. Tell your friends about our podcast because we want them to listen to. Yeah, dude. Um, so on that note, have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Um, stay frosty. Stay frosty. Stay mossy. Stay sexy. Stay Lexi. Stay golden, stay folding, and stay riding that dick. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> provocative. See you guys Love later. You. <laughs> Love you. Bye. And in 1954, integration of public schools begins in Washington, D.C. and Maryland. Maryland. I like how that's, you're like, forget integration. I just like, Well, the integration part is really messy. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't really go down so A lot of people not taking it the right way, you could say. Calling the National Guard. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and that really just showed me a lot as a child. Like, this went all the way up. Like, sure, there were some politicians who would at least fake it for like, yeah, no, we should care. People are people. But there are literally other politicians who's like, no, I'm going to play the opposite way. Because I know this is what people want. They're like, no, nah, they're not people at all. They're not us. They shouldn't be in our school. They have their own school. They have their own school. <laughs> like, it, it was wild. This shit they were just saying, like, bold face. Yeah. In 1958, Jeff Foxworthy, comedian actor, uh, is born. He is best known for his comedy routine. You might be a redneck if... Now we're talking history. You might be a redneck <laughs> if you knew that Jeff Foxworthy's catchphrase was "You might be a redneck." Now, now, definitely Zoomers are definitely like, "What the fuck?" Like this is an historical moment, and people, yeah, it yeah. matters. Okay. Oh yeah. This is where rednecks were put on the, the map. Blue collar comedy tour changed the face of American history. Yeah. In in not all positive way. You could say it was the W that whites were looking for. It really like launched like the Walmart era too, like. Yeah, North America. Like, yeah, that was like coincided. It gave him the platform spotlight. In 1965, Pro Football Hall of Fame opens in Canton, Ohio. Nice. In 1966, Adam Sandler is born. Dude, I love Adam Sandler, but um, I hate that I have his like fashion sense now. I mean, I've pretty much always had it, but like, What's wrong with that? I don't want to be the guy in big dad shorts and like 
dad t-shirt. He dresses like a like gym dad or like going to play pickup basketball. Yeah, that's, that's better than like like jean shorts, like uh, like white New Balance with grass stains from cutting a lawn dad. You think it's I'm, the better I'm, tier than the upper tier? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that's a cool I feel like that dad get that dad gets laid at the PTA meetings. More. More. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Good point. I needed that. <laughs> I needed that. In nineteen seventy four, President Gerald Ford pardons former president Richard Nixon. Boo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was, this was like the most bold face sus shit, dude. Yeah. Like and you knew that you were one doing it for your homie, but also you were doing it like, hey, just in case I have my own Watergate, like, yeah, yeah. let me cover my own ass. Let me let me uh, start this initiative or the or the what's the word? Uh... Initiative works. Yeah, like now that like I've done it, like my well, next president will do it for me. Hopefully, if I need to, just in case. Uh, in 1975, Michael Bublé is born. Damn, dude. The piece. I know ladies and, are real happy about that. Christmas was never the same. Oh, Christmas was never the same. And he's been he's been getting in nineteen oh in nineteen seventy five Michael Buble was born and he's been getting the women in your family real moist ever since. <laughs> God. Buble and moist in the same sense. I see why you had he's to circle been, back to that. He's been making them buble in their pants. Oh my god. Kobe Calais right there, dude. Got, um, the, got them panties boobling. <laughs> I'll try. You're shooting it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Buble is important. Target needed it. Target needed, needed, needed it, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, Target does be <laughs> fucking overdoing the Buble. Also, like I said, Christmas needed it because it was Mariah Carey, and that was it for, True. like, modern contemporary Christmas shit, and then Buble came through. So He's just, yeah. like, he's, like, tired of the tired of hearing that Mariah Carey song over and over again. He's like, I gotta do something about it. Also, like, the middle-aged swag of, like, always wearing a suit, Buble definitely pushed that forward, like, bringing Sinatra back with that, you know? Bringing sexy back. I mean, I guess it's sexy. Money is sexy, you know? I mean, he could have literally looked like Fred Durst, but as long as he was wearing that suit, people wouldn't care. Dirty babe. You can dress like Michael Bublé. <laughs> He's gonna have sex with your aunt. Probably. Maybe. Probably. In 1976, <laughs> Lieutenant Victor Belenko, a Soviet Air Force pilot, defects, flying a MiG-25 jet fighter to Tokyo, Japan, and requesting political asylum in the, U- in the U.S. Great. Belenko. Sorry, I had to do that for the journalist. I think he goes to Japan and he's like, "Yeah, I want to just uh, I want to go to America." Did he get really? the fuck out of Russia? Did, oh yeah, yeah. He just he's hop skipping. Oh, literally. In 1979, ESPN, the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network, debuts. Nice. In 1988, Leroy Young becomes the first African American Texas Ranger in the Force's 165 year racist history. <laughs> Damn, and they didn't make a TV show about him. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. In the eyes of the ranger, run you. They just put Chuck Chuck Norris in blackface. No, dude. Oh, that's my dark wish come true. You're right. Yeah, but right. 
Yeah, that's like that's like when you wish for stuff from a genie, genie yeah. lamp, and it like they gives you what you. We'll wish give for, you black like, Texas Ranger. <laughs> you weren't specific enough, so that's yeah. so that's what you get. Damn. In 1997, the funeral of Princess Diana of Wales uh, happened, mm-hmm. and over a million people were in line in London streets to honor her, and 2.5 billion watched the event on TV. Yeah. 2.5 there's 2.5 billion people that had access to there's that was like at least half the world in 1997 probably it was a lot of people yeah how the fuck did that so many people watch and like even care not to be that guy but like okay here's the thing she i was think i think cool. even amongst nice. our generation it's a whiff it goes over our head how effective princess diana was like that's like that would be like you saying like i don't get why people are getting so crazy over um Britney Spears. Like I don't I don't see the hype. But it's like, what do you mean? She's done da 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 da. But like she's a British that time equivalent of Britney I Spears. I just mean like if Britney Spears died, I mean I, I don't know, two point five billion people might watch her funeral. I think more than that would. Yeah. <laughs> I think more than that would. It would be YouTube reacts about it. Like, oh my god, did you see the funeral? Did you see what she was wearing? Like it'd be in magazines. Like, yeah. So it's just you she was a big deal. Like Britney's not really dead. I mean, th- that was that was literally royalty dying. Like, yeah. it was a big deal. Uh, I don't think it wasn't a big deal. I was just saying 2.5 billion people, like, dying. Yeah, dude. In uh, 2001, an unprecedented, highly coordinated attack, uh, ty- terrorists oh, hijacked four U.S. passenger airliners flying two into the World Trade Center towers in New York and one into the Pentagon. Killing thousands and ruining me and Isaiah's fifth and second or third grade, never yeah school grades we were in yeah that uh, the fourth airliner headed towards Washington, likely to strike the White House or Capitol, crashed just over a hundred miles away in Pennsylvania, after passengers stormed the cockpit and overtook the hijackers. So, um, yeah, 9-11, man. That happened. Um, okay, a couple things I want to talk about again since we're back on it. Did you hear the story about how Mark Wahlberg said he could have stopped 9-11? God damn it. <laughs> he literally got on the news. He was like, I was so broken up about it. I was like, I was thinking, what could I have done? I just think it would have been different if I was on one of those planes. Like, he said that shit, bro. <laughs> He he apologized later. I would have took that box cut. And I would have shoved it up the asshole. I would have shoved it up his asshole. And then I would have took the plane and, and I, I, I executed a, a perfect landing on the run. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Not only would I have stopped the terrorists, I also would have piloted the plane to a successful. Um, yeah. So. so love that. Love that. Also, do you have any, um, I was going to say Seth MacFarlane, uh, was on one of the nine or no, I'm sorry. He was almost on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. No, he, he literally had a ticket for right. he didn't get one on. of the, but he just didn't get on. Yeah. Um, do you have any, uh, conspiracy theories that, that you believe Seth MacFarlane in? works for the government cause he didn't get on <laughs> his flight on 9-11. It's fair. It's fair. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean. Basically, my only conspiracy around it, or like, or the only thing I think may, might be true, is that like, not that the government orchestrated it at all, or like anything like that. Basically, if anything, what I think happened is that they got word of like, because they had already been attacked like 
or had there had it been attacked once in 93 and then there's other like plots that they came up i found out that like people were gonna attack it or whatever anyway the data was available yeah they knew that shit was gonna happen basically is what i'm saying is instead of like them instead of them like being behind it the government being behind it and orchestrating it like no basically they just found out like hey this shit's gonna happen possibly and instead of doing everything to the full extent that they could have to stop it they kind of just let it slip through the cracks, maybe intentionally, because they knew that they could use it to invade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, say that yeah. shit, baby. Say it. Because that's that's more or less where I align to. I'm glad we're kind of pretty much about to go. I, um, I really do feel like it was a complacency thing. Um, people can show me a bunch of shit. Like, and, oops, didn't know, guys. Like, yeah, like, I think Bush, I think Bush probably sat around pounding beers with dick Saying, man, wouldn't it be great if we could get in the Middle East? Just get like that again. Oil. You know, mind those resources. Just oh. get ours, you know, because I would love to do it. And they laughed and yuffed it up. And like, maybe, Sunday soon. And then literally sooner than they, they expected. Like, what if we did? Yeah. You know, what if we just let it happen? What if we just like, what if they killed my like pigs? <laughs> <laughs> you just shot them in the face. Foot for the oil. <laughs> but um yeah i i don't think they melted steel beams or whatever i don't know it's like the type of chain talks probably something like that um like i said I, I i'm down to listen to conspiracy theories you know i'm, I'm listening to you truthers if you're out there um it, it just i do get burned out on it and i do think sometimes some theories do take away from the survivors and i think that's kind of shitty but um the steel beams man right so i i, I think it you definitely do have to look at the government because there was definitely some of our lack of days of coal involvement where we we're just like, oh, yeah, there's doubt out there, but it won't happen. Whatever. And then you literally let people get on with box cutters and just run the place. You know, I don't know. It's complicated, but whatever. It's complicated. And uh, ending on a better, but maybe not so much better note is in 2008, the Large Hadron Collider uh, is built. It is the world's largest and most powerful particle accelerator and is described as the biggest scientific experiment in history. It uh, is powered up in Geneva, Switzerland. And basically, they're just slamming particles into each other at like super high rates and they keep getting better at it, which is like cool and all for science, except like, dude, they're like fucking playing God out there. I'm just like going to be honest. Like, they, they've, like, apparently, like, since 2008 when they built it, and it's, like, that's only been, like, 13 years. And yeah. It, and it's, like, gotten 10 times stronger. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're literally, like, gonna fuck around and just open up a goddamn black hole or a wormhole in the middle, like, Switzerland. and sw- Everything's gonna get sucked into Switzerland, guys, and we're gonna, like, what are they doing? It's, like, it's just, <laughs> like what are you doing? What are they doing, guys? Like, what are they doing? Just because we can do, like, honestly, like, humanity is so fucking... Like, I, I love science, and I love the science community and scientists and everything, but that's one thing that pisses me off. They piss me off as much as, like, religious extremists sometimes and, like, the sense of, like, they're, they're like... Pushing it. Yeah, like, like, just stop. Like, you just don't have to. Like, you just don't have to fucking figure out how fucking the universe or God or whatever create... You don't have to slam particles into each other until you figure out how to fucking, like, warp time space to, like... I mean, that's that's awesome, because like you guys are, they're basically trying to figure out fucking time travel and shit. But like in the in the in the process, they're gonna f- kill us all. Like yeah, yeah, I feel it. That's what I'm getting at. Like damn, like y'all playing God. Just like Jeff Fox really said in Jurassic Park, 
Just because we can doesn't mean we should. Wait, you say Jeff? You mean Jeff Goldblum? No, Jeff Fox. <laughs> I was going hard in my brain trying to figure it out. <laughs> That's good. No, I agree with you, man. Um, well, no, I don't. I do and I don't. I think you said I agree. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm I think pushing it, you're asking for trouble. Like if you do wind up making this wormhole, whatever happens, because oh shit, a squirrel jumped in. Like who yeah, the, exactly, who, right? who knows? Now you created super squirrel. Thanks, guys. <laughs> It can travel through time and bite people. It's rabid. Um, but I think it's it's human nature. We're always going to push the envelope. We're always going to evolve. We're always going to grow. And we're never going to ask if we should. Because, you know, they they do all the science to see if they can. They never ask if they should. Because consent isn't important, apparently. I mean, yeah. But are you going to ask Mother Nature to consent? We should. We should. But we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to keep pimping for oil. And then we're going to burn the earth. God damn, what is this like a... Everyone keeps like, damn, is why it, are you so is, morbid? And I'm like, sorry, is, that's just what you get. <laughs> is this an episode of Cold Case Files? Like, <laughs> We're going to use the trick for all, of, all our money and then burn the body. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this is 30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, is that any more, any more uh, history for us, baby? No, just that. I hope they don't like kill us with this freaking hydro or the particle collider. The collider? Yeah. You know what I hope they do? I was like, don't say that. I said a hot take. We take just, it back. No, nah, dude, we deserve it. We deserve to get sucked into a time void. On that note, <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. Woo! Uh, Isaiah, hit him with the socials. Um, We got Patreon at Now and Then Podcast gang i think and i know we got our now and then podcasting at gmail.com mm-hmm. um now brad at for our facebook page uh now underscore brad for our twitter page um say hello talk to us um yeah, guys reach out yeah dude um we're on apple music reach out and touch me yeah dude reach out and touch dude, me too guys like, we're yeah and isaiah too <laughs> we're trying to be your own personal Jesus-ers. Yeah, dude. I would love for this to be a cult. And you and I just tune yeah. in a cult. Help us start a cult where you're all underneath us and you give us money. No, no, no. We, not underneath us. With wives. us. With us. Together. As a family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll go out to California and like murder. No, 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 no. We're going to ride dune buggies. We're going to write dune okay. buggies and start a revolution. Actually, you're That's right. how you get them there to do the other thing. The Manson family would have been low-key lit if they would have stopped before the murder and just stuck with the dune buggies yeah. and, and the, and the yeah, tank acid. But Manson could not control anything because he was not the guy. He thought he was and he wasn't. That's a not whole that other guy, podcast. Pal. Not that guy, pal. Um, but... Yeah. Um, also, you know, tell your friends about us. Like I said, that's how we gotta push this. You gotta push yeah. this cold. Make the family stronger. Push bigger. it real good. Tell your friends about our podcast. We want them to listen to. Yeah, dude. Um, so on that note, have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Um, stay frosty. Stay frosty. Stay mossy. Stay sexy. Stay lexy. Stay. Golden, stay folding, 
and stay riding that dick. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Provocative. See you guys Love later. You. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Mwah.